You're listening to HR Mavericks, a weekly podcast featuring leading small business HR professionals who share their experiences and insights to help you know how to turn your HR processes and employee experience into a strategic business advantage. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the next episode of HR Mavericks. I'm Garrett Justice, and today I'm joined by Tony Martinetti, who's the founder and chief inspiration officer at Inspired Purpose Coaching. He's also a podcast host of the Virtual Campfire Podcast and the author of Climbing the Right Mountain, Navigating the Journey to an Inspired Life. Tony, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm so thrilled to be here, Garrett. We are super excited to have you on the show. And before we dive into our topic today, we want to just get to know you a little bit better. So tell our guests a little bit more about you, about your background and also your business, what you guys do. Cool. So first of all, I'll just say that I love um, to connect with people. And um, I, I've been an advisor for people who are accomplished leaders who are feeling like they want to have more fulfillment in their lives and they want to lead with purpose and have a meaningful impact. I often talk about climbing mountains because I do enjoy climbing mountains. In fact, I'm climbing my next mountain um, in August, uh, which is um, Kilimanjaro. So I'll be in wow. um, Tanzania. And um, for me, my background really coming before I came into the world of coaching and advising people um, through this process of um, facilitation and coaching, I I was in the world of biotech. Mm-hmm. Um, where I spent most of my my career working as a finance and strategy professional in that space, really an um, a, a, an amazing journey in that field. So, so yeah, that's really kind of a brief, just tip of the iceberg background on me. I love it. That sounds super exciting. The the Kilimanjaro. That's that's impressive. That's on my bucket list someday to go there. That'd be that'd be amazing. So you have to let me know how it goes. Yes, I'll definitely, uh, when I come back, I'll, I'll come back and uh, share some tips. Okay, awesome. <laughs> sounds good. Well, we're excited to have you on the show today. I know you have this wealth of experience, especially when it comes to executive coaching and finding purpose in and fulfillment in the work that you're doing. I think that's a topic that's so applicable to anyone, but I think especially in HR. You know, most of our audience is small business owners or people in HR who are in small businesses. And often they're acting as a coach also. They have heavy, hard jobs, right? And so finding that fulfillment and purpose is, or or coming back to that fulfillment or purpose that drew them into that career is also, you know, so important. Yeah, I I, I totally agree with you. There's a sense of like wanting to, and when you're doing something that is so like at the center of your being um, at us, you know, starting a company or continue to drive a company forward. It's really important to continue to check in with yourself and making sure that you're on the right path and that you're continuing to feel fulfillment uh, on that path. So it's important. Perfect. Yeah. And on that note, that's exactly what we decided we wanted to talk about today is specifically about how do you adopt a fulfillment mindset? And I think that there'll be some really good tips and and uh, from your experience shared on this topic today. So before we get into that a little bit um, in in more depth, I want to ask you first. You know what what really brought you to this work that you're doing today? You talked a little bit about that change where you went from finance, strategy, biotech to like coaching. 
And so talk to us a little bit more about your career transition and why you chose to work in this space of executive coaching and especially focus on fulfillment and purpose. Yeah. Uh, I think the starting point is that these things that we end up doing with our lives, our callings, they find us in some way. Uh, we don't go seeking it. Um, so my journey to, to doing this work came from, you know, the challenges near the tail end of my corporate career where I was continuing to drive really hard um, to be the person who was at the top of their game, finance professional, um, you know, CFO of these biotech companies. In fact, even starting my own um, finance uh, consulting business. Um, but I always felt like there was something missing. And people would often tell me like, oh, you're not the typical finance person. I'm like, okay, well, what does that really mean? Like you have this sense of like connection to people and and I'm like, okay, well, that's great. But this is what I do and this is what I'm doing. And I continue to drive and drive and drive myself to the point where I was driving myself um, to be totally depressed and burned out. Um, And, you know, when I got to my darkest moments, I finally was able to dig myself out of that, um, that dark point um, with the glimmer of hope, you know, really driving to this point of saying like, I got to be here for my family. I got to start choosing a different path because if I don't, um, it's not going to be, um, you know, a place for me um, to, to connect to. So I started to do little steps that got me out of that darkness. And then I still stayed in the corporate world, but I was starting to see that there was a different path for me than just staying stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, so my big moment um, that broke me out of this, um, the corporate world was when I was sitting in a boardroom at a biotech company and, you know, realizing that, you know, I had spent my entire career, you know, working for companies and just collecting, you know, really healthy paycheck and then realizing that, you know, the people I was working with, we, we, we save lives, but sometimes these leaders, they don't, they do it for the wrong reason. Um, They're doing it because of their egos. They're doing it because they want to be right. They want to be seen as the leader. They're serving as a title. And I was in this particular boardroom and I saw the, the CEO and the chief medical officer fighting over who was right and who was wrong. And everyone else in the room, we're all checked out. They're all looking at their cell phones. So I said to myself, I think I'm done. I think I'm ready to do something different. So I got up and I walked out and I said to myself, I'm going to leave this room to change the room. I don't know how I will do that, but I'm going to do it. And so I walked out and that was the start of my journey into coaching, into leadership development. And that's what um, really got me into the work that I'm doing. That's really the the starting point. Everything else from there was trial and error uh, and learning to to connect with the the sense of fulfillment, not just for me, which was a starting point, but also for others. Yeah, so fascinating. And I love hearing that story because you can tell, you know, this stuff is meaningful to you because you've experienced what it's like to not be fulfilled, not have necessarily purpose in what you're doing, or maybe lose sight of that. And then that transition and kind of that journey to where you're at now. And I I can see how that can be super helpful and impactful for you in coaching others to do the same thing. So um, 
really, really appreciate you being willing to join the show today and share some of, you know, those insights and your stories. So it sounds like, you know, you, you, you launched that journey. You've eventually found coaching and executive coaching and leadership development. And then eventually it was last year, right? You published um, your first book, Climbing the Right Mountain, Navigating the Journey of an Inspired Life. Is that right? Absolutely. It was, uh, it was a, a journey that, you know, to creating the book was something was that was coming from a place of not only my own story, but also from everyone I was talking to, the people I was working with. Every time I heard their stories and their challenges, it had me thinking, I got to write something. I got to write this book. I have to write this book to help others. And yeah. so when I think about the book, you know, and what it, what it really is about, um, you know, it's about defining success and fulfillment on our own terms mm-hmm. and, you know, leading ourselves uh, with intention and purpose. You know, when I think about like where I was and, um, and where I am now, you know, I was defining success on other people's terms. I was climbing the mountain because that's what everyone says you should do. Um, and when I stopped and started to question a lot of the things that I was questioning, I started to realize that, you know, it was not the right path for me. And it's not always the case that you have to leave the corporate world to do that. So I just want to preface that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes again, it's coming back to what brought you into that space, you know, in the first place. I think that's probably especially true for many of the small business HR professionals who mm-hmm. I know are you know, listeners of this podcast, many who have been guests on this podcast, so often I hear them talk about how, you know, they wanted to help people. They wanted to help the business and they wanted to help people. And they're kind of drawn to this role of HR. And it can be easy to kind of fall out of, um, you know, the habits of the things that brought you there or forget the reasons why, you were drawn to that thing in the first place. And so sometimes it's, it's really not about a complete 180 or life change. Sometimes it's about a recentering and coming back to like the main core purpose. Right. Yeah. And I, I often talk about like this idea of reconnecting to the spark, you know, what got you going in the first place. Sometimes you get to step away from that pattern that you're stuck in, which it's just inevitable. We sometimes we get stuck in patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to, you know, step away and say, okay, what is it that lights me up? What gets me going? Uh, and that's why I often talk about inspiration as being this idea of like, we got to, you know, find out what truly lights our spark and connect with that again, and then find out how do we get going on that again? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's so good. I, I actually want to double click on that a little bit. Cause I know you, <laughs> you use the word fulfillment a lot. And I'm curious if you can help us understand the difference between, you know, fulfillment and happiness, right? So help us, help us um, understand why do you choose to use that word fulfillment or the other one I know that you've used multiple times is inspiration or inspired. Why those words instead of something like happiness and what's the difference? Yeah. And, you know, it's not to say happiness is a bad thing. It's just that happiness is like a surface level thing. It's fleeting. You know, it, it's almost like having an ice cream cone and saying, okay, that was great. But it, it just doesn't last quite as long as fulfillment. Fulfillment is like a, it's grounded in meaning and it's a choice. Um, in fact, that's one of the things that's a place to come from. That's why I call it a mindset. 
Um, so when you operate from a fulfillment mindset, you come from a place of having everything you need in this moment that you just have to move from that, from this place of, of feeling fulfilled and then just operate forward from there, not feeling like everything outside of you has to come, come to you. Instead, it's all inside of you. Yeah. Um, hope I'm not losing people right now. No, I, I love that. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about, I, I love how you talk about how it's centered in purpose, right? And so again, yeah. it comes back to what is that purpose for you as an individual, right? And it's deeper than surface level happiness. So I love that. Yeah. So I, I want to get into kind of the, the nuts and bolts of this, if you will, a little bit more. So we talked about, you know, this fulfillment mindset. So for our listeners out there, what are the steps that they need to take to adopt a fulfillment mindset? Like what are the recommendations or steps based on your experience and working with so many others to help them do this? How did, how do they go about it essentially? Yeah. It starts with really getting an understanding of, of what is it that I want for myself? What are the things that really make me complete? And that might start by looking back and saying, you know, what are the things that have led me here um, doing an inventory and saying, well, you know, the things that make me complete are when I am feeling connected to other people, when I am, you know, doing work that satisfies a certain urge in me to, to make an impact. Um, and knowing that you have done that in the past, how do I get back to that? How do I connect back to those things? And then when you think about the the future, you know, what are the things that I don't have already or that I'm not doing already that I want to be doing in the future? Don't think of it as external and saying, oh, I don't have it. So therefore it's a, it's a, it's a gap in my, um, in, in who I am instead start being that because it is you, it just has to be embodied. So that's where you take that future self and you bring it into the present. What's an example of that? Yeah, share, if you don't mind, share an example of like what that looks like. Yeah, so if you're someone who says, okay, well, you know, I I wanna be more um, present. I wanna be more present with the people around me. And I've noticed that I've lately just haven't been um, because I've been distracted by the work that I've been doing a lot of, you know, like there's a lot of work that's been getting in the way. Maybe it's just busy work. Um, so the first starting point of that is to say, what it, what would a person who's more present be like? How would they do that? How would they operate? How would I allow myself to be more present? Well, it starts by saying, what are the things that are getting in the way of my presence? Um, and so clearing the way of the things that are, are, are being getting in the way of your being present. Yeah. Um, the other example I use often is like, if you're someone who says like, I, you know, I really want to run that marathon that I've been planning to do for a long time. And, um, or, you know, I've, I've never run a marathon. I want to do that. So how do I be the marathoner? Hmm. Well, it starts by what are the behaviors that I need to embody right now to be a marathoner? Well, it starts by making sure that I'm running. Yeah. You know, and making sure that I do that, those things that a marathoner would embody. Yeah. Um, if you're not wired to think that way, then it's hard for you to, to just continue to say, well, I, I can't be a runner because I don't have these things. Well, you do have those things. You just have to do them. Yeah. I really like that point. Cause again, that kind of goes back to why you refer to it as a mindset, right? Yeah. It's, it's less about, I'm not there yet. I'm lacking in some way and yes. more about, 
how the way that I get there is by first changing that mindset, right? By doing the things that I would do if I was there right now. Right. And that, that kind of connects those things and helps you on that path of improvement. Is that right? Exactly. And, and, and just to connect this back to business for a moment, just to kind of, to get those people who are thinking themselves like, oh gosh, like how do I relate this to my business? So if I'm thinking, well, how do I get my employees to feel um, connected to the work that we're doing? You know, it starts by saying like, how do I tell them the message that I'm, you know, about what we we're going, uh, where, you know, what this business is about? Well, it starts by saying like, what do I want this business to be? Who do I, who do I want to be as the person who's running this business? And it starts by embodying that by you embodying that and really being authentically real about that. I know authentic is so overdone, but it's true by you showing up in that way, the other people feel that and they connect to that person who you are being. Yeah. And that allows them to say, yeah, this is not a show. It's not a, it's not some fake person saying like, oh, we're going to talk about this, you know, um, uh, the way we're, we're going to be, you know, running this business, this is this vision or these values on the wall. It's a person who's saying, I don't know where we're necessarily going to go in terms of how, you know, it's going to play out, but here's what I see. And this is how I'm going to show up. Mm-hmm. And if you want, if you like that, then great, come along. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this. Yeah, it's great. Awesome. So Tony, bringing it back a little bit to what we were talking about before, you know, how do you go about adopting that fulfillment mindset? Are there any other tips that you would share or lessons that you've learned on how to actually go about doing that? Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest things um, to, to think about when it comes to adopting a fulfillment mindset is to, is to really think about the words that you're using for yourself and for the people around you, because that shapes the environment that, um, that you're in. Um, if you're always thinking about, you know, external factors, external things, then, you know, the, the challenge will, you'll never be able to get where you want to go. You'll never be able to kind of create the, the, the world that you want to create. It starts from within and how you talk to yourself. So that inner game is what this is all about. Um, so start with, treating yourself with that kindness and, and really speaking to yourself as if this is who I am. This is how I want to show up in the world. Love it. Tony, this has been such an awesome conversation. I know we could probably go for, you know, there's a lot longer, more, way more that you could share, but I know we, this has just been a, a small appetizer of some of what you offer in your coaching. So we really appreciate you joining the show today and sharing some of those insights and your own personal experiences on this topic. You know, as we wrap up here, if there are listeners that want to get in contact with you to either learn more about working with you or your process or have follow-up questions, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah. Well, first of all, this has been really enjoyable. And the best place that people can find me is inspiredpurposecoach.com. That's my website. You can go there and you can take my leadership assessment that you can check in where you are and where you want to be. And um, that'll start the journey. 
Um, and then also LinkedIn is a great place to, to, um, to find me. And one last thing I'll mention too, is that I, my podcast is called the virtual campfire and um, it's, you can find that on any podcasting channel. Um, and there I share people's journeys of transformation. That it really has been uh, for me, a guilty pleasure really to enjoy people's stories and share them with the world. Yeah. That's so amazing. So great. Well, Tony, as we, as we wrap up here, one last question I have for you, that I like to ask all of our guests is, you know, what's a tangible tip or a recommendation for our listeners specifically, something that you think they should do this week to help improve their HR or people functions? Yeah, it's a great question. And this is one that um, you'll hear more about this from me in, in the coming year, I'll say, because I've got some things in the works, but um, you know, find opportunities for um, leaders and employees to bring more of who they are in the workplace. Um, and what I mean by that is that, you know, people have hobbies and interests and, and stories that oftentimes they, they're afraid to share because they're afraid that what that might bring out to, you know, their, their colleague, what they might find out about them. But when people feel more open and connected to others, they're, they're willing to contribute with more intention. Mm-hmm. So a lot, give them avenues to, to share who they are with their colleagues and you'll be surprised at what happens. I love it. Great tip. Well, Tony, mm-hmm. thanks again for joining in the podcast today and sharing some of your insights and stories with us. And I'd encourage anyone out there who's interested in this topic or others related to this to reach out to Tony, learn about working with him or grab his book, listen to his podcast. There's a lot of great resources out there that Tony's put out there. So Tony, again, thank you for joining and sharing some of your insights with us today. Truly a pleasure. Thank you so much. Today, enduring companies know that their people are their most important assets and they invest in helping them excel. But often, small businesses with limited HR resources struggle to manage their people, payroll, and processes efficiently and create an environment where frontline, deskless employees thrive. That's why we created Eddie. Eddie is the all-in-one HR suite built for local businesses that streamlines tedious HR processes and improves the employee experience for frontline workers. With Eddie, you can hire, manage, pay, and engage employees with one easy-to-use software. No headache required. You've already done the hard part by creating a great business. Now let us help you take it to the next level. Visit eddie.com today to request a demo.